Today on the show, we're talking about the cost of eating healthy. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. Hey Mike, hey Trevor. So today we are, it's, it's the new year, right? So I think on everyone's, on top of everyone's mind is eating healthy. I mean, I, that's everyone's New Year's resolution. We did an episode on New Year's resolutions, but I, I think I think it's always a good topic to kind of round back to. But, but I think the topic for the show maybe should go beyond just eating healthy. I, I think there's an overarching, you know, living healthy and, and the cost associated with that. So are we, we're trying to look at the idea that the, being healthy is going to, it's going to be the better thing. Like you're going to end up saving money by being healthy. Well, to Courtney's point, the, the biggest aspect of a healthy life, and I agree with Courtney, is is um, eating healthy. That, that's the biggest piece. And, and that's the one that's going to maybe cost you the most. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, but you know what? I think it goes deeper than that. I think when we think of, I think when we think of living a healthy lifestyle, we kind of sometimes can zero in on one specific aspect. So for instance, and I kind of put a list together of kind of the three main areas where, where living a healthy lifestyle kind of comes into play. And it's, I think we can, if we focus on just one of these three things, I think we can lose track of how important the other ones are. So I kind of, I kind of broke it down to exercise, diet and lifestyle choices. So, so I, I think it's a good time to bring up the fact that uh, we had a listener write in, actually Ron Kennedy, he was on our, he was on the podcast with us and he wrote into us about how important lifestyle choices are. Yeah. So Ron wrote in and he said, uh, one of his frugal life hacks, and he kind of defines this as a frugal life hack, is to stay away from bad lifestyle choices like excessive drinking, smoking, and, and just substance abuse in general. So, it, you know, that's an aspect. Like, you, I guess that's what you're saying, Courtney. That's lifestyle, right? Is that is that your definition of of lifestyle? Is oh yeah, those definitely. Choices? And and even we had a write in from uh, Nathan for our frugal life hack show as well. We brought it up on the episode that he uses eating healthy as a frugal life hack. That's true. Yeah, he did as well. That's right. I think if if I think of, so you kind of almost could put, and you guys tell me what you think. You could put eating healthy. If if you focus on eating healthy, chances are you you're so dialed into that you're going to avoid all the the pitfalls of of the lifestyle things that you know drinking, smoking, uh, bad diet. Like I mean. They kind of one feeds the other. Don't they? Do you guys think? I, I'd have to disagree on that. I think that we could, I mean, if we have the ability, I guess, to put food into our bodies that are beneficial, I, I'd i like to think that it means we always have control to put the the, the substances or, or not put the substances into our bodies that are that don't benefit us. But I don't think that's always true. I think people like kind of Courtney's saying, I think people have a tendency to want to, um, pick one or two of the areas like like they'll be active but they're then they won't eat as healthy or whatever or they'll, they'll eat healthy and they'll be active but then they they won't choose a good lifestyle like I think you, you get a lot of people who who will who think two is enough kind of thing right off the bat you know, though I see, I, I see a lot of that Mike I in exactly what you're saying and as as people get older they they tend to even just focus on one of those things instead of two out of three like they, they just and a lot of people give up on on act being active. That's when they start going downhill. Like like that's that's when it like the problems start escalating. Like when you start just focusing on like one and taking away the others. I think. Like, so I I do want to ask you guys 
what do you believe is most important when we're looking at exercise, diet, and lifestyle? We had to just pick one. And and what do you also think that society deems is most important when you're looking at all three of those? I'm so hesitant just to pick one because I'm I'm a, I'm afraid people will just run with one, right? But I, I, if I have to pick one, it's going to be diet. You know, what you eat is is without question the most important. The old phrase "you are what you eat" couldn't be more true. I, so I, I'm going to say I think lifestyle personally because like. I think if you're, uh, I think lifestyle can be an overarching one that can get you motivated to want to exercise and eat healthy. I think, I think it can start there and, and transition to the other two easier. So I would agree with you from a younger person's perspective, but so when you get older, those bad lifestyle things like excessive drinking and just, uh, poor sleep habits and stuff like that, those things will cripple you as an older person so quickly that they become easier to stay away from okay that's what you're saying so it's like those are second nature you're automatically kind of doing them because they're so punishing as you get older that it takes very little self-discipline to avoid so so what so you start kind of say when you're younger in your 20s you start from lifestyle where i am and and then you start transitioning kind of towards like um healthy eating you said well, I, I think what, you give up on the bad lifestyle choices as you get older because they're so punishing. But you, the, the healthy eating, people will you know spend a whole lifetime not paying attention to that. But I think it becomes easier to give up the, the bad lifestyle choices as you get older. That, that requires very little self-discipline, I, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know that's true. That makes sense. But when you're younger... The temptation is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just to, I kind of want to stop here and just kind of let our listeners in on kind of our, your own perspective. So in, in your own lives, what kind of, what kind of, how do you incorporate each of these three items into your life and what does it look like? Well, for, for me, I, uh, you know, I don't stay active enough in the winter, but in the summer I, I stay active through, um, you know, a lot of walking, uh, cycling, mountain biking. So I, I kind of stay active that way. Uh, I'm a vegan, so I don't eat meat. I, I don't eat dairy, so I, I'm pretty dialed into my diet. Um, I'm I'm a, a a fairly healthy person f- from that perspective, and I, I I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I I don't do a lot of late nights. So I, I think I'm I, I'm a, I live I think I live a pretty healthy lifestyle, and. Given my age and, and comparing myself to people similar in age, I, I tend to not have a lot of health problems. So I, I think it's working. So like Trevor, I'm the same. So uh, I think I, I try to hit all three. But I, something I, I think I was thinking about this the other day, it was like a shower thought of mine. I was actually in the shower when I thought of it. Was with the idea of the the health is uh, or like the, the or um, the activity side was that um uh like the the mental side is like I was thinking about like so I like running and um the idea that like um I used to not like running I used to I just hate it I used to do it for the sake of uh, I had to run and I started realizing that I had to find a mental reason for why like that's what keeps you motivated and and, and what was that mental reason how did you get yourself going because I think a lot of people can struggle with that so like oh I don't know it's different for everybody but like for me what motivated me was I find it a, a very therapeutic thing. It's a very like it's nice to just relax and um, like so. I, I don't know like like that was I don't know what you guys your thoughts are on that. Like I, I think 
um it's like it's all a state of mind like you have to like you, you can't just force yourself to be doing this like even with eating i think like you gotta um you gotta like it's a state of mind where you, you gotta like really want to get into it or whatever like so you're, you're saying you sort of run you're running goes beyond the benefits of the physical exercise well, I, yeah like, a, like mental uh it helps you from a mental perspective yeah, as well. yeah like to me when i go on a run the fact I'm getting exercise, that's a bonus. I, I, I go on the run because I want to clear my mind or I want to listen to the po- like a podcast or whatever when I'm going running. And the fact I'm running is just a bonus that I'm getting that exercise. And I think a lot of people, they, they try to flip it the other way. And that, I think that's where like fitness falls apart. Like when people are at the gym or whatever, I think that's where like it falls apart is like because people are going there, they're trying to just put in exercise. They don't want to be there. The motivation will fade. Yeah, yeah, but like I even think that's with food. Like, 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 um, yeah, like I think the motivation. If you're doing it, if you're doing it, if you're eating to lose weight, the 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 incentive to keep eating a healthy diet will fade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you're if you're not going for the core health benefits. Yeah, but if if you if you're doing it for the like the mental thing, like you actually want to see benefits in how you're feeling, and I think then it, it becomes a whole thing where you're committed, like. Yeah, yeah, like don't just do it because it seems like the right thing. Do it like you gotta, you gotta convince your mind, I guess. Yeah, you know, if if I had to give overarching advice for you know the reason to pursue health, it, the the worst motivation is vanity. You know, if that is your motivation to eat healthy is so you'll be thin, or exercise so you will be thin. You know, those those motivations are so short sighted, so and they fall off so quickly. Mm-hmm. So. If you if you if you pursue a healthy lifestyle because you want to be healthy, the vanity will take care of itself. Oh, I agree with that. Like a hundred percent. Well, like you look at yourself, Trevor. You're you're a pretty thin guy, and like I don't think that like was your goal. You just wanted to make sure you you live past fifty two. And well, no, you know what? I, I the my whole motivation for living a healthy lifestyle is I didn't want to struggle late in life to do everyday things. You know, I I didn't want to have to you know. I don't want to have. I don't want to need a walker or a cane or uh, a, a medicine cabinet full of medication. You know, those are my motivations to to live a healthy lifestyle, and, and those those things cost money. Like in those, an L, I want to get to the cost. Obviously, this is a a money podcast, but the cost of an unhealthy lifestyle, lack of exercise, a bad diet, and in bad lifestyle choices, the financial cost of those is astronomical you know if you think of medication and and you know workplace benefit plans like people are less fewer and fewer people are retiring with with uh benefit packages meaning paid drug plan paid dental this is out-of-pocket expenses for a lot of people this these the the results of these bad lifestyle choices I, I do want to add in there that, I mean, if, if any of our listeners do use a any kind of assisted walking device or a medicine cabinet full of medicine, this is not an episode where we're bashing any any choice that you have made or anything that you're hereditary disposition to. This is just an episode on how, how we can reduce costs um, and make appropriate changes. So, uh, before, so uh, Trevor, you mentioned costs there. I want to I wanna tap into that. So, there's a great article that um that i found it's uh from the national post and it says that eating a healthy diet versus an unhealthy diet costs about a dollar fifty more a day which equates to about two thousand dollars more per year on the average family of four's grocery bill 
So I believe this. The best example I've come up with is if you ever go to buy a bag of grapes in the winter, in January, or versus a bag of chips, the, co- the, the difference in, in cost is, is co- quite substantial. And the, obviously the grapes are healthier. I'll mind you, there's a lot of sugar in grapes. But it's healthier than, than the potato chips. So it, it takes a lot of, like, to, you can't just be focused on the money. But you have to be willing to spend money to eat healthy. Your example there, you picked, like, the most expensive thing in the produce aisle in the wintertime, grapes. Like, you, you can go and buy, like, pears are in season in the winter. Like, like clementines are in season in the winter. You can go and buy way cheaper things, like, in the wintertime. And I think that that comes to the point where it's almost cheaper than the the prepackaged potato chips. True. Yeah. No. I that 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 is sometimes I you know you get a hankering for for grapes. You know, one thing I seen in the grocery store just yesterday was strawberries. And way back, I'll say like thirty years ago, you you could only get strawberries in strawberry season. But now they, I have no idea how they grow these things, but they. It's it's They're, a dangerous road they walk with that because like I know my friends like they'll they'll buy strawberries and if you don't eat them the day you buy them they're gone like they're bad the next I day know, like but but used to us they're they're so genetically modified that they 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 will appear to look okay right to the very last second and then they just completely turn to mush do you think so I know genetically modified food because that's something obviously you've seen change more do you think genetically modified food is becoming a bigger thing now like like do you think that helps people eat better and healthier like having a genetically well, modified food well i think there's there's some concern that the you're not getting the nutrients uh, but like, like when I grow it up, tastes good but it, you're it's not nutritional it's the nutrition is not but there like, do you think that's going to help more people want to eat healthy like when, when you go to the store like i like that the stuff looks good you know like like is that helping people like um like i, I think it kind of does like i think that's good in some ways like i agree like the it, nutrition think, might be not there i think well, let's go back to the let's go back to the strawberry so they have uh set our artificial expectations of what a strawberry should taste like that strawberry is way sweeter then, then uh, I'll say a, a strawberry that's not genetically modified is its shape is is more perfect, and its color and it, its size, everything about it is is so artificial that that becomes the the benchmark of what you expect a strawberry to look but like. like. Do, and do you think that's going to help people to want to be more healthy? Like, like, like they'll go grab that that bin of strawberries instead of the bag of potato of potatoes chips. But at the same uh, guess, time, yes, it is more beneficial, but also. It, it, I think it's compa- you could you could be doing better, I guess, in in the sense that you could be eating something that's not genetically modified. To, to Trevor's point, you could be getting more nutrients into your body. So to Mike's point, is it this is getting people off the potato chip wagon and onto the the into the into the produce aisle instead of the chip aisle? It, it's a move in the right direction. I agree with you, Mike. It is. Yeah, and so to, to that to your point, Mike. Yes, I, I definitely I think it is beneficial because good looking strawberries are definitely appealing. You know, I Just I read an article. Uh, I, I read an I read an article online, and it, it was uh, so so people were buying these. Uh, I, you might have seen them. There's apples and fruit. They're they're cut up and, and packaged in these plastic packages, and so you just have to peel back the lid and start eating them. And you can send them to your kids for snacks for school. And it, it was actually on Facebook, and and this person posted saying, "If only there was biodegradable packaging for these oranges." That's crazy. Like I, I don't. 
It's like an so, I, I, very ironic thing. But like, yeah. I, I feel like you can save a lot of money in general. Like, like if you actually don't buy it as that person did and you like, cause like you think, I feel like you're paying a lot like for like a bag of potato chips, the fact that they're packaged and stuff. Like I, I think that, well, a- you know, if, if buying those, you know, pre-cut and, and, and already sliced apples, get somebody eating apples instead of potato chips. I think it's it's worth it. You know, if if that's, that's how you have to package it and market it to get it into people's hands, into their grocery cart and into their stomachs, it's a move in the right direction. So, I, do you think cuz it's going to cost you more obviously. Do you think that that's an advantage over like like so that extra cost there is overall a long-term solution a better cost than um like uh, like I don't know the other side of the coin. Then, then the cost of so so you're saying is it paying the increased cost of that prepackaged cut up apples better than the cost of a lifelong uh, habit of eating potato chips and, and having a, a bypass surgery when you're 60? Yeah, is yeah. that kind of what? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like or like is that like is like are you are you saying that should be like a short term thing? Because like I mean, if you keep buying the pre uh, packaged like pre-sliced apples or whatever all the time then that's going to start adding up like quite significantly like I, I don't know what the cost difference is but i assume it's quite high like yeah well, I, I would hope that you would you know hopefully by eating those pre-packaged cut up apples you acquire a taste for apples that's and then true. and then you're like it, it's worth your time to cut the apples up and stuff yeah so yeah, yeah. hopefully hopefully that's where it goes well i know t- like take butternut squash or maybe even sweet potatoes if you're if you're, i know i've been culprit of buying kind of the packages of them pre-cut up in bags or, or on a kind of a tray just because it's it's sometimes just a little it i i would that makes a difference between me not eating a sweet potato or butternut squash as opposed to eating it have yeah, you, that's true. You, if if it's a difference between you not consuming healthy food, then I, I think it's money well spent. Have you guys ever heard that saying? Um, uh, it, I just forgot it. Sorry. Have you ever heard the saying that um, uh, it's it's hard to get started on being healthy, but once you get going on it, it's like like it's like an addiction or whatever. You just want to keep going. Like it's it, it like. I don't know. Have well, you guys well, ever heard well, that? Like, I, I find that I, so I, true. Like, as we talk about this, like, um, eating a- apples and stuff and, like, getting into it by buying the box. Like, it's so true. It's just you need to get your foot in the door. You need to get started. And, and once you do, you just love it. Well, I used – so I, I mentioned I'm a a, veg, a vegan. And so I used to be uh, – uh, let's just use the word vegetarian just for – because it'll make sense when I explain this whole thing. I, I used to be – call myself a vegetarian, but I was actually a carbitarian, meaning I, I just didn't eat meat and I, I replaced that not eating meat with, with carbohydrates, like a lot of bread and a lot of potatoes and, and that kind of thing. So I wasn't a vegetarian, I was a carbitarian. And once I got off that train and started eating mostly plant-based food, vegetables, I now look back and say, how did I ever get by without eating? Because I'm so addicted to this food, like you're saying, Mike, that I, I, I just, I'm always seeking out the next most healthy thing I could consume. So it, it is an addictive habit, I'll call it. And, and the dividends it pays are huge. You know, I, I'm pretty inactive in the summer physically. And I can, when, when it finally spring does get here and I get on my bike, the, 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 the time it takes me to get in shape, in cycling shape, is, is remarkably small. And I got to think it's my diet that, that caters to that, that makes that possible. 
if if I was this inactive and had a bad diet, I got to think you may never reach that same physical plateau with a bad diet. That's interesting. Like, um, how key it is. And I, I agree with you that whole thing. Like, I think it's like, like it's so important that whole, um, diet, like, like I, I, and kind of your thing you said earlier when we were talking about, well, what are the three are the most important? And I can definitely see what you mean by that, that diet, how important that is. Like, uh, cause it kind of governs the other two and, well, and so if if you eat a healthy diet, you know, so I've I heard this before. The secret to uh, great abs, you know, you build great abs in the kitchen, yeah, not yeah. in the gym. Because I, so many people work their abs and work them and work them, but covered over top of your abs is a layer of, of fat that nobody will ever know the abs that you have, right? They're, they're hidden. I feel so, I feel so bad for people. And I don't know, I guess make public knowledge here on this is the fact that everyone you know they're, they're saying like i want to lose weight i'm going to go to the gym and you always have the saying trevor that and i, I love it is is you cannot run your ass and like yeah, it, it's, it's it's about true. eating healthy and and that's where it starts and and i know you've dealt with it i have and like we it's just so easy to to lose weight if you just eat healthy and just amazing well and if you look at i don't believe in calorie counting but if calories is a measurement of the of energy that food gives in, in, in what activity consumes. So if you look at what, how many calories are in an apple, and then you look at how many calories you burn running five kilometers, you, that running is no matched for that apple. You know, the, the, no contest. The apple will win every time. That's true, actually. That's true, yeah. yeah. Like it, yeah, it's, it's just a simple math thing. You that. cannot out-exercise a bad diet. Well, a diet doesn't work that way or a lifestyle doesn't work that way. You cannot out. So I, I equate the exercise to your investing. You know, it's just an analogy I'm making. And then your consumption of food is your your spending. And you cannot out exercise your diet. It just. No, well, I that's it's it's that's a fabulous point, Trevor. And and I, I what we're talking about exercise, I do. I kind of want to I want to zero in on that right now because I feel like. I feel like we, we, I think as a society, we, we like to focus on exercise as the main thing only because I think eating, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've, at least I find this eating is something you kind of mandatory, mandatorily have to do every three times a day, two times a day, whatever eating regime is, you have to put food into your body. So it gets a little trickier and you maybe start justifying different things. So exercise is kind of this thing that is, you're kind of adding to your life. So it kind of feels a little more, um, productive that's true so we, we we all have to eat so it, it, so i'm singing is, i are you suggesting eating is more tr- is a trickier uh aspect of healthy living than exercises because exercise you, you have to eat but you can eat healthy or unhealthy whereas exercise if you do it it's all healthy yeah oh exactly that's exactly what i'm saying and i actually read somewhere too that we can't because of all the like the, the sugars the and and this is a fun fact if i'm near listeners aren't aware of this it's actually i i'm really obsessed with um the kind of the food and health documentaries on netflix and and i think it was a fed up one fed up it's about it's a, it's about processed sugar um and it says that our brains light when we consume sugar processed sugar our brains light up in the same way as if we had just um consumed cocaine or ingested cocaine and i th- i found that fascinating so when when we have a hard time staying away from 
these sugary processed foods i mean i never think it's a self-control issue it's never a self-control issue it is a literal addiction that we kind of have to think about in a different way well i say this to so i i gave up uh refined sugar i'm gonna say maybe five years ago completely and i i used to think i had hunger pangs and it turned now looking back i had cravings and it was it was my brain that, that like you you're describing courtney that was being triggered to need another hit of sugar and i'm gonna say your willpower is no match for the chemical reaction sugar creates in your brain i, I don't care how much willpower you have it will not beat sugar and oh, never and, and giving up sugar if, if i had to tell somebody to change one thing in their diet a single thing give up ref, refined sugar that that single that that one thing you mean don't change anything else and it will it will have a huge impact on your light your your health your well-being i used to uh, suffer from sort of periodic back pain uh you know my i'll say my back would go out as i described it and since i've given up sugar it, it, what sugar does is it, it causes inflammation in muscle tissue i'm not a doctor but i have read this and i believe it because I used to end up with these aches and pain. I, I haven't had aches and pains in, in like forever. And I, I attribute it to giving up refined sugar. But the problem is refined sugar is in everything. So well, isn't that the instance, good thing? I was, I was going to jump in and make that point. It's like, uh, that's kind of like the benefit of it. If you say, if there's one thing I'm going to get out of it, like sugar, well, all of a sudden there's like the, all, a bunch of the aisles you can't take food from, which is good, I well, think. It's good, but it, so from a social standpoint, it, it makes it challenging. For instance, bread. One of the, one of the things that makes yeast rise is sugar, right? So but there's all some bread. breads without refined sugar as well. But, true, true. But, there is. Okay, yeah, well, but, we'll stick your point. Sorry, sorry, I'm taking away from that. Yeah, that, that most that, bread. But but sugar is in things like potato chips. I mean, you they put sugar in there. It, chips don't taste sweet, but there's sugar in it. And I, if anybody's familiar with Keurig coffee pods a lot of those specialty ones are just loaded with sugar and it, it is so it's really hard to stay away from it and of course if you go out to a restaurant and and i don't eat meat but if you were to get like barbecue ribs or something that barbecue sauce would have sugar in it so there there's sugar in everything so once you give up sugar you can whenever i i if i go to a restaurant and i order something as soon as i bite into it i can say oh this has sugar in it i can just tell two things i can taste it which sounds crazy but once you've eaten sugar, once you haven't eaten sugar, when, when it's some a new food is introduced that you haven't consumed in a long time, you can taste it. And I also get this, I can feel my sort of body pulsing or whatever from the, the sugar hitting me, hitting my, my, you know, hormone release. It's funny because so, I actually, I get a runny nose the second I eat sugar. I do too. Like I get the that second. Too, yeah. Is that, is that happening to anyone else out there? Like, I'd be curious to know if anyone else, anyone listening kind of has these is doesn't eat sugar if they had any kind of they they notice it i mean like any inflammation or aches or pains that you notice a second because i find it funny that it that happens but you know when i'm at work and somebody will bring in like a cake or something like actually whenever somebody has a plateau like if somebody reaches their 20 years of service they bring in a cake and they sort of you know congratulate this person and uh people say how do you resist not eating that cake and i i i look at it like I'm, I've never been a heroin addict, but I, I I look at a heroin addict getting that that hit of heroin, and all of a sudden they're, they're addicted again. And so I look at that 
cake and I say, I don't want to succumb to the, the, you know, being a slave to sugar again. So I, I'm going to pass on the cake. The, the willpower, it's zero required because I know the, the impact of eating that cake. I'm going to get cravings all day long. So it, I'll pass on that every time. Just something to extend your point there is, um, uh, I think, uh, as well, knowledge is power. Like it's something right now, like I, I tried for a while, like not eating sugar and then currently I, I, I have sh- some sugar in my life, but I, I find that I, I am aware of what's going on. Like when I, I get those like sugar cravings, I know that it's uh like what it is. Like I, I know I'm just craving sugar. I'm not actually hungry. So I think there's a lot of like, like you said to that social aspect sometimes is knowledge is power and just, just being aware of what's going on with your body. It makes it so much easier that if you do want to cut it out or if you know, like you, just knowing what's going on with your body, I think like that knowledge is power. And then knowing it, so when you get older, when you're young, you you can, you can pretty much eat anything and do anything you want and, and your body will just keep on going. But when you know, what you're saying is when you get older, you know that if I, if I cut this out of my diet or or I might need to, the benefits are huge. Yeah. I got, I got the secret wild card in my back pocket, just ready to pull out. And if somebody would have told me at your age, uh, you know, if you take sugar to your diet, like, you know how people people tend to gain weight as they get older and it's because they their body changes either their body requirements for for nutrition changes but their diet doesn't they just keep consuming the same food they always have well if your body requires fewer calories to survive because you've become less active or your muscle tissue starts to deteriorate as as it does when you age but your diet doesn't change well something has to give right it it's it, it, it's kind of i i equate it back to um spending money i mean if your income goes down and your spending stays the same you're going to be in trouble so it's people need to know that as time goes on their body's changing so their diet needs to change or their lifestyle needs to evolve with it so i kind of want to go back to exercise and and go through so exercise diet lifestyle choices so when we are we are talking about kind of the the cost does 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 living does being healthy or does does healthy cost more and so to go to go back to exercise I mean this I guess my one question here if we're going to stop here is do you feel that there's more you are more committed to an exercise if you're paying for it? do you think that that bringing an expense into exercise makes 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 it more likely that it will take place it has never worked for me it, 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 it just adds stress to my life. So if I, if I've had, I've had a gym membership in the past and it, it costs money and I feel this obligation to go because I've spent money, that's the wrong motivation. If that's your motivation, it's unsustainable. You're not going to, you, you need to be motivated because you want to be healthy, not because you've dropped a bunch of money on a gym membership. I think I heard this thing on the radio one day. It was, it was actually a, a commercial for, I think it was like a health food store or something. I can't remember it. But in, I was really surprised by the advice and they said, do something that you like. And, and I thought that was so just like, so powerful. Like, like if, if you like running, go running. If you like to bike, go bike, you know, don't force yourself to do something you don't want to do. And I thought like, so they're basically arguing the idea that any exercise is better than no exercise. I know whenever, when I, when I go for a run, sometimes I run past this gym and I see people on treadmills. And it's like a really nice day out, and I always feel bad they're they're stuck inside, and I'm outside running. And 
<laughs> That's a good point. You know, one thing I I I know pe- I know people that do this. They'll only watch their TV if they're sitting and pedaling their exercise bike. So, to to what you said, Mike, they 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 will only exercise. So they love watching, say, Netflix. But they'll only watch Netflix if they're pedaling their exercise bike. And I think that's a, a great strategy. And maybe a way to, to enforce this is have your TV in a room with no furniture except an exercise bike. You know, if you could imagine a room like that, and that's the only way you'll watch TV. Now, you could, of course, sit on the bike and not pedal it, but you're, you're one step closer to exercise, I guess. So in terms of the kind of the diet component, and I think this this is a big piece, and I think why we kind of wanted to create this episode is because there is that ongoing debate that about I mean we talked about earlier about the the grape scenario, but that ongoing debate that is 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 eating healthy really more expensive? And this I have this awesome article. It uh it's uh it's called "Is Eating Healthy Really More Expensive?" It's by Margaret Marshall. It's from the HuffingtonPost.com. And there's this example about about lettuce, and I I don't know. Have you guys ever been to the grocery store, or no, sorry, around just around, and people are like, "Have you seen the price, or or why is the price of lettuce so high? Why is the price of tomatoes so high? Why is the price yeah, of these no, vegetables so high?" Yeah, are, no, I I've definitely seen that. Are like so? I was just thinking here is so buying this more expensive stuff is that not like buying an insurance plan in a way? Like I'm just thinking, like if with your car, you um you put money up front, right? And um, but then the long term, because you put all that like little bit of money every once in a while to cover your car insurance, if you get in collision where you total your car, it's gonna cost you a lot less. So like, is like I feel like it's almost like an insurance plan in a way. See, I I I, I kind of see where you're going with that, but I don't know if I completely agree. So the, you hope to never use your insurance. You know, that's in my mind. Whereas eating healthy, I would hope to benefit from that every day. So I, 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 I don't like, know. It's giving you. I guess I'm looking at that point of view from like a, a peace of mind, right? Like, like I know I'm I'm eating healthy. You're eating healthy. You have a peace of mind that your body's not just gonna fall apart. Like, like that you're gonna be you're gonna be okay. Like, I think of it more as regular maintenance. You know, by eating healthy, I, I'm 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 maintaining my vehicle on a regular basis so it doesn't let me down so then you don't need to, to use your insurance plan i guess yeah. <laughs> no no yeah no no so i i agree with you that it's more like maintenance yeah, yeah but you know courtney to your thing with the expensive vegetables in the winter so here's one thing where it, it's expensive to be a vegan or a vegetarian is if so i love we love eating fresh fruits and vegetables you know that is what vegans do i mean that's that's our welcome to the cult that, we have vegetables yeah. But if you're a meat eater, you can buy meat on sale and put it in your freezer. Well, if you've ever tried to put lettuce in your freezer, <laughs> it doesn't come out very nice when you want to eat it. So you can you, know, you can freeze some vegetables, but tomatoes, lettuce, uh, you know, a lot of vegetables, they don't freeze well. And, and once you freeze vegetables, they tend to, you can't consume them like you did when they were fresh. So it's definitely... Uh, you have to pay the premium when the when it when the cost is high. So and, and I do hear people say you know romaine lettuce that's the one that you always hear. It, it's off the charts the cost of lettuce. And I, I remember I've paid a crazy price for tomatoes over the years in the winter. So it, it definitely cost a lot in off season to eat, to be a vegan or a vegetarian. 
but but then this article does go on to say that people will individuals will go to the grocery store look at the cost of the produce department but then maybe go around to they say the cookies or sugary boxes cereal aisles and just put it into their car without looking at those prices and i think that goes back to the whole addiction we are because we are addicted to these sugary based foods they are a necessity and, and we toss them without looking because we, we can't live without them but produce because of the price because they're they're not as palatable as maybe these sugary cereals we'll toss them in but like sorry, i think consider the price with those the things on the those aisles it's a fixed cost so like Fixed costs are they aren't exciting to talk about. Like everyone talks about the price of gas because it fluctuates so much. So like it's something worth talking about when like yeah, it makes a the news, bag of grapes yeah. is like ten bucks. Yeah, whereas the, whereas a bag of cookies is the cost is going to be the same all the time. No, no, that, that's a that's a very valid point. I ju- I just think it's it's interesting to to see that we we maybe we 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 think twice about foods that are good for us at times. Now, what do you guys think of the concept of moderation? Just do you think that works in in eating a healthy diet? Just moderation, or, I, I or do you need so. to go? Do you need to go extreme, like vegan or vegetarian, to to really to 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 reach that plateau? I I want to I want to stop there and I say that I don't think. Well, I happen to be a vegan as well. I I want to say that I don't think vegan or vegetarian is is the right or healthiest diet for everyone. I mean. For all I know, I'm I or and even you, Trevor, might be unhealthy as a vegan. We might be new, missing things. Some people's bodies function better um, with me, so I I want to stop and, and not put vegan or vegetarianism on a uh, platform. But in in terms of I in terms of sugar though, sugar, I used to think that I don't know, Trevor. What are your thoughts on? I know, like, and, and so, you too, Mike, about moderation when it comes to sugar and things like that. Well, I'm gonna say with diet. So with I'm I'm maybe I'm weak but i can't do moderation i i can't just do a little bit of potato chips i can't just do a little bit of cookies a little bit of cheesecake i i, I can't i I'm, I'm weak that way so i have to avoid it altogether. otherwise i fear i would succumb to you know the, the sugar right but so I, I i think even in healthy things like i think it, there's it, moderation is important there like i know um i make this bean salad um and like I could have it a couple nights and then like I gotta make sure my roommates eat some or whatever because like like that's something that's hard to digest after a while if you eat too much of it I don't know I think everything in moderation so yeah. you, you you believe in the mod so you you actually mentioned you do consume some sugar and stuff so you you know what so at a younger age I'm saying healthy food unhealthy food I think everything's got to be eaten in moderation well healthy food you, you, I don't think you need to moderate yourself on no but, but it's, you know what you know what to to Mike's point I actually I actually have Mike shared that bean salad recipe with me I actually make the same bean salad recipe it is the best bean salad recipe I've ever ever had and I can sit there and eat like more than I more than a portion size of it it's that good you would say so, so right Mike yeah, and but it's that I think it's that whole thing. It's like, uh, like there's a point where you start eating that, and it it just becomes hard to digest, and your your body's almost hating you for it. And I think that's that's a point of like you're not moderation. You're going past moderation. So, it, I guess taking it back to the cost, you know, the cost of living, eating a healthy diet, it moderation would help with the cost for sure. Because you, you you if you went all in on vegetables in the winter. It's going to cost you a lot of money, and but if you ha- if you were uh, willing to be you know have some moderation, you could flex your diet given the season. So, uh, from a cost standpoint, I think moderation makes a lot of sense. 
From that standpoint, definitely. Well, actually, even going back to like our grapes or strawberries, just say like you want to do grapes or strawberries. Like if you said, I'm going to eat them in moderation instead of just like sitting down and going wild. That that way, if you bought grapes, you don't need to buy as many grapes. Like you, you could actually then it would be cheaper or whatever. So uh, a point within this, this article I was referencing earlier, it, they talk about how, and it's so true that when we eat nourishing food, we kind of eat less of it. So when because we are a, a Simple Money Solutions podcast, I mean, this is a Simple Money Solution. Eating more nourishing food means that we are buying less. I mean, well, well, other maybe sugary potato chips and stuff like that are are, are, poly, are very palatable. They're not going to fill us up, and they're not going to keep us uh, nourished. Well, yeah. So you eat it less for two reasons. One is it's food that doesn't t- trigger cravings. And it's food that tends to fill you and give you a sensation of being full. So I, I would agree with that. As well, I think you, you like I know for me, uh, if, if I push through those cravings and I, I, I get to the point where you don't feel hungry. So sometimes you forget about eating as well. And then you look and you're like, oh, it's late. I need to eat. Yeah. Cravings are your enemy from, from uh, uh, healthy eating. Because you know what? So if we move on to lifestyle, because I want to tie this back to food. One of the things with a uh, healthy lifestyle, so we talked about, we were gonna, you know, we talked about substance abuse like alcohol and, and drugs and smoking. I, I call them abuse, but bad substance and also lack of sleep. You know, so when when I'm at, when I have a a bad night's sleep, I made I make bad eating decisions. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm tired, yeah, I agree. I, oh, definitely. I, I make and- really p- poor eating decisions and. And then I also, I tend to not want to exercise or, or be active. So sleep, sometimes good sleep is the foundation of of everything to do with a healthy lifestyle. And, and taking that one step further, I would say stress. I mean, I know we can't always control how we react to stress or how we feel stress or even that that we feel stress. I, I know it's, it's easy to say, oh, don't feel stressed, but surrounding yourself your ability, by an environment. Your ability, your ability to manage stress when you're lacking sleep is greatly diminished. Yes, but even, but feeling stress though, and and and, and working, and, and maybe some doing taking out motivate, mo, uh, meditation and yoga and, and things to reduce stress is also because I mean I stress eat, I emotionally eat as well, and I'm sure I'm sure that's a lot of a lot of our listeners maybe feel the same, or I'm sure either you have maybe engaged in the same activity before. Well, so I don't eat refined sugar, but when I'm when I'm lacking sleep, I will. I will subconsciously seek out sweeter foods thinking it's going to give me an energy boost. So that's an example of making poi- poor uh, food choices when I, I'm lacking sleep. I also think just like uh, overall happiness. Uh, I notice whenever I don't, on weekends, you get full eight hours of sleep and you always feel good on weekends. And then come Monday when you got to go to work, you always feel, you don't feel good. And like, you, you don't feel happy. And I, I think it, sleep like just equates to happiness, I think in general. You know, I love reading. So one of my interests is World War One history, and I love reading about World War One history. And all a lot of horrific atrocities happen in World War One, and you know they talk about the 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 impact of you know artillery, uh, machine guns, ga- poisonous gas, and they always talk about sleep deprivation. So in all the horrible things that happen in World War One. Sleep deprivation makes that list every almost every time, just to put it in perspective of how important sleep is. So these soldiers suffered all sorts of horrific things. One of them was sleep deprivation. <laughs> I mean, just for perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. that's so that's they, incredible. That's insane. They were unable to perform their their soldier duties 
as effectively when they were lacking sleep. Obviously, they couldn't aim their rifles as well. They they couldn't run as fast. I, you know, and so sleep is so critical. And I, I honestly think if you get good sleep, you make better you know life decisions about your money, how you spend. Like when you lack sleep, you're just weak in general. And I don't mean that in a negative way. You, you, you it, it, your mind is clouded. It's like there's a haze, and you just can't make good decisions. And, and it affects all aspects of your life. So getting eight hours of sleep a day, if you could, if you could do that, and it, I mean, do you have any for, tips for that? I know I struggle to get eight hours. Like, like, so here, here's my start with. If you want to be sleeping by ten o'clock, you need to be in bed by nine thirty. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I need to ever sleep. You know, I, they, they do the math. If, if I have to get up at seven, I need to be bed by whatever time. You need to be bed at least a half hour before you hope to be asleep. For me, anyway. I know there's some people, as soon as their head is pillowed, they're asleep. I, that doesn't work for me. Um, well, also, uh, you know, you, you don't want to be exercising, you know, 20 minutes before you go to bed. You know, that your body's all revved up. And also, that you need to stop consuming food. I, so, you know, people talk about evening snacks. I don't, I don't eat after supper. Once I'm done supper, I'm done consuming food. And I, I think eating late at night, is, that, that affects your sleep for sure. I think you hit them all. <laughs> um, I, I, have, I have another kind of, I mean, we can all come up with reasons why we, why we don't do things or engage in things. And I kind of put together a list of three kind of well, limiting factors or things we maybe as society believe are limiting factors. So, time, energy, and money. And I think all three of these apply to all three of our types of uh, kind of healthy decisions. So exercise, diet, and lifestyle choices. Well, time is a big one. I mean, if anyone who's had a a young family, uh, time is of the essence. And you'll tend to, you know, shop in a very, you'll grocery shop in a very hasty manner. You won't price shop. You won't, you'll just throw it in your cart because you, 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 at that point, the, the, the scarce resource you have is time. And money would be secondary to that. So there's no sense, um, you know, if you've got three hungry young children and you have to pick up groceries on the way home, uh, you're not going to stop at three or four stores to get the best price on bread, right? You're just going to grab the, the closest one and get home. So I can appreciate where time and groceries, you know, that that's a constant uh, struggle. And I, I would say from, and, and you know what a lot of people will do is they, they, they know they don't have groceries at home, so they'll pick up the kids and they'll take them to uh, to a restaurant, and and rest the markup on restaurant food is just astronomical. So, I, I think if you can be a better manager of your time, and that's easy to say, not so not so easy done. The 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 cost savings in all those things I just described could be could be huge. You know, the other thing I heard was like people would say, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Because you end up just wanting to buy more things that you want to eat. That's true, yeah. And I, 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 you know what's even worse? Don't take a hungry little kid's grocery yeah, shopping. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> that's disaster. <laughs> Actually, you know what? What, what I would, what I've, I've seen people do is they'll they'll take their kids grocery shopping, and they'll they'll grab a f- food and open it while they're shopping and, and eat it while they're shopping, and. Uh, and, and of course, pay for it when they when they're checking out. Even though the the food's been eaten, they still have the package, and that is probably going to save you a ton of money if you have say three young hungry kids with you. That's true. That's true. Actually, 
Now that's that's just a strategy. Oh, well, I, I think the I, ideal is just to stay like a day ahead. Like you never want to be in the situation where you you just run out of food and I uh, yeah, but like yeah, but you know what? You don't want to waste food either. Like you don't want to go grocery shopping when there's still food in your fridge to be eaten because that fridge will get pushed. That food will get pushed to the back and go bad, and you'll eat the new food. But you know what? I always find amazing is it whenever whatever day like usually I have a certain amount of meals planned out for the week is I can always, for whatever reason, I can find one more meal in my house than I, I thought I had in there. And I, I always, it's like, it's like winning the lottery. It's like the greatest thing because you you didn't plan for it. You, you like, and it's, I don't know, it's like a free meal because you're just, you pull all the stuff together and you use that last little bit of everything and it's awesome. You know, that happens to us here, me with me and my wife in the winter. So we'll come home from work and well, our fridge will be empty and we knew that, but we get home and it's like, it's just super, super cold. I mean, or it's just pouring rain or the, the weather is just awful. And we said, you know, is there a meal in here? Do you think? <laughs> and to your point, Mike, given that the, the, that option of going out in the horrible weather or trying to scrounge something out of your kitchen that, you know, doesn't look obvious, we, we tend to find something. But, but in the sense of time too, I think, I think we can use that as an excuse. We can use time and energy as excuses when it comes to exercise and diet and even lifestyle choices i mean i think i i think it's easy it's easy to look at at those as as things that consume time and energy but i think it's time and energy well spent because like trevor you always say on the podcast i mean if it's if it's saving money and being frugal and 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 being mindful is not always convenient. It's not always the fastest and easiest. It, it takes energy. It takes time, but it's it's it's, it's worth it. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. It's it's, it's never going to be convenient to save money. It, it never is, but it, it's generally worth the effort. And but but it comes so having a, it's easy to if you don't have a young family with, with young children and, and and all the demands that places on a schedule, it, it becomes a challenge. And something something has to give. And quite often, you know, grocery shopping is a last minute. Like if if your kids have a bunch of activities they have to be to in the evening, and your fridge is empty and you've already paid for these activities so are, are you going to miss these these activities your kids want to go to that you've already paid for to to go get groceries or, or are you just going to stop at mcdonald's and grab something quick so it becomes a, a trade-off obviously you know being uh having uh being proactive and planning is going to is going to be the key to saving you money but uh, i get where people can fall into that trap or into that situation you know not wanting to be there, but ended up ending up with that outcome. So have you guys ever tried fasting? You know, extended fasting. Have you ever guys, have you, have you experimented with that from a, from a health standpoint? I have, I, I did that for about a month. So I would, I would not, I stopped eating around 7 PM and then I'd eat again around 11, 12. So I'd kind of that. And I found it, it was, it was challenging, but not as challenging as I thought it would be. No, no, I'm talking about multi-day fasting. Oh, like over the days? No, no. So well, I, I've recently like I like I was having like I wasn't feeling too good for like um a couple weeks ago, so I kind of just didn't eat for like a few days, and like so I, I guess I've, I've tried that to an extent, but it wasn't like a deliberate choice. So, and I'm not suggesting this is a tool to save money by by not eating. That isn't that not for a minute where I'm going with this. But if you, if fasting, it, it, it helps um, sort of, it, it's kind of like a detox for your body. And so if you do like a, a three-day fast, 
you know, the first day is not too bad. The second day is really hard. And the third day gets easier. But what it, what it one thing it does if when you do a fast is it, it kind of takes the panic of, you know, oh, it's, it's noon, I have to eat, or it's five o'clock, I have to eat. You, you tend to lose that. Once you've, you know, fasted for a multi-day fast to, for health reasons, not money reasons, and, and you've come out the other end and not died, it, it kind of um, takes the panic away of when, you know, you come home and there's no food. Now, I wouldn't suggest if you have a young family that you would fast your kids or anything that... And I would also consult your physician. I mean, you, you can get the Children's Aid Society if you're trying to fast your, you know, get your kids to fast. <laughs> they get to school and tell the teacher, I have an eight in two days. <laughs> that might not go over well. But so I, I have no kids at home, so I've experimented with this myself. But it's uh, it's interesting that you, you'd be surprised how many meals your body can hold. That You know, that we live in a, a land of excess for the most people. There's, you know, we food is plentiful so it's not like it's so we we tend to have meals on our body stored waiting to be consumed i think so, that's so, so you're saying trevor this is kind of a way to kind of reset our internal clock and and the way we think about eating and the way we think about what we put into our body yeah like a lot of people say oh, i'm starving or you know it's noon it's one o'clock i haven't even ate yet and then you can you can hear the panic in their voice but if you've gone through this fasting again for health reasons it kind of, you know, realigns your perspective on the urgency of eating. And if you came home and your fridge was empty, you don't hit the panic button and say, you know, start the car, we got to go. Which, know, it's not that urgent. I, th- I think this can, it can be helpful for the sake of like just applying it to your everyday life. Like, like kind of like you're saying is, so then if you're out doing an activity or something, you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to starve. I need to eat. Let's go buy some food or whatever. Like, let's go to a restaurant. Like you could say like, I don't know, like if you're being like a tourist, you know, that's usually when you're out of your daily routine. You, you might say like, you look at it. Oh, it's noon. Okay, well, let's just skip lunch. We're busy sightseeing. Like instead you can exactly, you can just like you save money because then you don't need to go out to that restaurant and spend like crazy money on marked up food. Like a lot of people tend to plan their activities around meals, you know, like let's go to this, um, you know, this sightseeing thing because right beside it is this fabulous restaurant. So to your point, like it might take away from your vacation experience because it's your, your, your experience is being centered around food. So it, you might enjoy your vacation even more if, if you weren't so focused on food. You know, something I, um, I always used to do when, when I was running, I used to always uh, insist on myself eating before I ran and, I, I guess because there was like it was fresh food in my body, I always felt awful at the end of runs. And but I used to think like it was that always that thing that I, if I don't eat before a run, I'm gonna pass out. I won't be able to make it. And I actually, it, it's almost the other way where I, I actually feel better when I don't like I eat after my run. Like I, I wait that time. Like because like there's still like you said, there's still energy in my body I can use to to push myself through the run. And so I don't know. There's this podcast I listen to. It's called The Good Life Project with Jonathan Fields. And he did a seven-day fast, seven days. And he, I would encourage everyone to go listen to it. I'll leave a link to the sh- in the show notes to, to that podcast. That sounds really descri- good. Yeah, he describes his experience of the seven-day fast. And he has a family. So they, they he would sit at the table while they ate meals in front of him. And he did a seven-day fast. And he didn't do it to lose weight. He was doing it for, for the health benefits. He had a lot of um, inflammation uh, in his joints. And, and it turned out it really helped. It helped him with that. So he said it was, it was the best 
non-medicine he'd ever taken for those problems. So I, I guess the last thing we should touch on with, with uh, the cost of, so when I say the cost of healthy living, I'm saying it costs to live a healthy lifestyle and it costs, it costs you if you don't. So I'd like to talk about, you know, the, the costs of not living a healthy lifestyle. So what does it, what does it cost you? Not necessarily in money, but what does it cost you if you choose an unhealthy lifestyle? Obviously, later in life, it's going to cost you in medication, maybe therapy. Uh, it goes on and on, but it's... I would say time away from kind of spending time with maybe family and friends and doing activities with them as well. Yeah, I would think for me, not living a healthy lifestyle. So as I am older, I'm more advanced in age than you guys. And I look at the things I can do that say I know other people similar age can't do. And I think, you know, that, you know, the fact that I can go on, you know, hikes in, in, in nature and, and ride a mountain bike and, and go cross country skiing and, and all sorts of activities that I really enjoy. And I look at people that are, you know, they, they can only maybe walk a short distance at best. I think you miss out on a lot of life if you choo- if you don't choose a healthy lifestyle. The problem is you have to choose that healthy lifestyle early. Earlier, you can't you can't choose it when you're sixty and say, "Okay, I'm going to go healthy now." It might be too late to undo some of the damage. No, it's it's true. It's really true. And I, I think I think one of the hardest parts is when you when you are Mike's in my age in early twenties. You think you think you have you think you can do no wrong to your body. You can't imagine developing illnesses and and ailments and and, and different diseases because you are so young and so healthy that I think it's hard to get that motivation when you're younger, to and and maybe you got it when before when it's too late. I think in some ways it's it's almost like saving kind of for retirement in a way. You know, I I kind of to Courtney's point where you you we start saving for retirement when you when you start working and like you, you know we have all these all these different ways you can pay which we've talked about in other episodes but you can start saving money up but so in some ways you're kind of doing that with your body is as you're starting to just to save up your your health so that you're 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 good for longer and that it's almost like your your health retirement saving plan. Yeah, I like that way of looking at it. That. You know, my youngest daughter has this expression. We were talking uh, a couple a couple of weeks ago about it, and she said, uh, "Do something today that your future self will thank you for." That's a, that's you know, a good I, saying. I, you know, so if it motivates you, then then great. But she's saying, you know, she's doing something today that she knows her her you know thirty year old self is going to thank her for. So I. That's one way of looking at it is is do your your future self a favor. And I think that way it's a lot easier to rationalize. Like because if if you're able to look at it and say, oh, I will be able to appreciate this later, you're able you're more willing to do it. Like you see a purpose behind it. So, uh, Trevor, Mike, I think this brings us to the end of the ep- today's episode on does eating healthy cost more. So to kind of provide us an answer to this uh, this episode long question, what do you guys think? As it's uh, kind of wrap up today's show. I think a healthy lifestyle definitely costs you more in the short term, but I think over the uh, whole length of your life, I think it costs you less. So that is the end of today's show. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Make sure you leave us your thoughts, questions, um, comments in in our on our website at livelifesimple.ca. There's a contact permission submission form there. Leave us a comment or even send us an email at livelifesimple365 at gmail.com. 
So, again, thank you so much for being here with us today, and we will see you back here next week. Until then, keep it simple.